Greetings, Eobar Genius here, and welcome to the Over the Top Podcast, the most brutally honest and offensive podcast for freelancers, coaches, consultants, and professional service providers of all flavours who are sick to the back teeth of being led on, fobbed off, given the runaround and goated by time-wasted wannabes, tie kickers, and price-buying window shoppers. And if you're brave enough to be a maverick and swim against the glutinous tide of Me Too mediocrity, and you're happy to ruffle feathers, step on toes, and slaughter sacred cows, then gird your loins, pin back your ears, and pay attention. If you need to urge it, or you just want any of the resources we mentioned in the podcast, email holly at growyourbusinessfast.co.uk and she'll take care of you. I'm a father, so I take a cut. Anyway, let the mayhem begin. Hi, everyone. Can't help yourself. Welcome, can't help yourself. We are back. It's uh, it's my fault that the podcast hasn't been recorded for the last couple of weeks. I do have to take on this Not entirely your fault. I blame Holly, but extreme ownership. Well, let's blame Holly. Let's let let's blame Holly. Let's let's not beat about the bush. No, I mean because I was not well last week, was I? No, no, you've not been well. That what, is what, true. what happened the week? What happened the week before? It wasn't on my calendar, and Holly manages my calendar. That's right. And before that. You were ill, weren't you? Were you uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't well. Right. You were gallivanting, weren't you? Were, oh, you were, I was. You were being butt across the dining room table by that bloke. Yes, I was. I was by Ex-client I fired for inappropriate advances, and he says, oh, I'll have him. <laughs> yeah, they ain't inappropriate with me. They're welcome. Nah. But no, you've had toothache. Oh, fucking hell, mate. I've never had toothache. Well, I might have had it as a kid with my milk teeth, but I can't remember that. I was too young. So in living adult memory for me, as in when I say adult, I mean, since I've become self-aware as a person, I've never had a toothache, not once. I've had a cracked tooth here, which has got a filling in it from when I was about I don't know, 10, 12, getting into a fight. No problems with that at all. Don't remember any pain from it. I've had teeth extracted. I had two in the roof of my mouth. They were just like, God, just gave me a couple of extra teeth that had to come out. I've had my wisdom teeth out, both at the, at the, at the bottom, both out the, at the dentist and the local anaesthetic. When they were impacted, again, no toothache. It was just a bit sore, not yeah. real toothache. So I've never had toothache. And I've, so I've experienced a bit of soreness. I've experienced the pain of tooth extraction too, you know, afterwards. Never had toothache. But I've got a problem, you see. The molars on my right-hand side, number three, they've both gone, the wisdom teeth. Number two, they've both gone as well. That was about five, six years ago, because they cracked. Now, so I've only got number one left on both sides. Now, number one on both sides, they're cracked as well. And it's because it's not because of decay. Teeth are great. So they no fillings. It's because they've got, <laughs> dentist says you've got very powerful jaws. So let's get the fucking joke about giving blowjobs out, out the way already, eh? Let's just get that one out of the way. I've got very powerful jaw muscles. And he says he can, okay. feel, he says he can feel how they're attached. So I've got like, a lot of mechanical advantage because the jaw is very strong anyway. He says you're particularly powerfully attached. So great. So they crack. So last three years, they're both, well, just pre-COVID, they were both cracked. Went to the dentist and they just settled down. And they do that. So sometimes I might go for a period of three or four weeks when it's sensitive to cotton cold, and then it just goes away. But then a couple of weeks there, it was two weeks ago today, I was sitting eating dinner with Mrs. EBG, 
and I bit down on a, a bit of ground peppercorn and I knew something was wrong because I just felt it go. I thought that was not normal. Saturday night, eating me ice cream. Yeah, it's a bit painful. So I'll fucking got this again now. Still not toothache. It's just a bit of sharp pain, you know? Yeah. Sunday starts to ache. Monday, it's really fucking aching. Tuesday, oh my fucking word, I was just in pain. I mean, I wasn't crying as in emotionally, but I had tears pouring down my face because it was just so painful. My entire world was consumed with fucking pain. And it's not like, oh, you've got dodgy hips and ankles and shit. And I've, I've got fucking Achilles tendons. That kind of pain is away from you. It's at the end of a limb, isn't it? You, know? mm. you can almost isolate it. When it's in your fucking head, that's where you live. It's fucking putting shoulders up here. Hi, I'm here. Fucking hell. The pain was intense. I went to the dentist. And she says, as soon as she saw me, she says, you're in a lot of pain, aren't you? Oh, no shit. You know? So she, she says, she got me in and she put this fucking needle in. Oh, the, the relief. She says, I'm going to have to anesthetize it because you, you won't even be able to bite down on the, the thing for the x-ray. I says, no, you won't get anywhere near my fucking tooth. Yeah. Lady. So she took the x-ray and she could just about say a shadow of a crack. No abscess or anything. Number two mole, no, sorry, number two molar, when they took it out, they broke off the root. Root's fine, it's been there for years and it doesn't cause any problems at all. So just to leave it in, you know, it'll work its way out probably. And it actually acts as a kind of a surrogate tooth almost. So she fucking takes it X-ray and she says, yeah, I can see the crack. So she drills into it, she packs some stuff into it and she says, come back in eight weeks time and we'll take it out and then your tooth will close up on it. I don't really understand what she was saying. But it was fucking, you're the expert, just get on with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and there's a lesson. So, there, that is a lesson. Yeah. So I came away, and it was, it was numb, the relief was intense. But then, for the last week and a half, there's a week last Tuesday this was, it's been getting better very, very slowly. I was on antibiotics because the, the, the nerve was infected. But right now, so bearing in mind it's what, seven, 10 or, 10 or 11 days ago, it's the tooth. Tooth okay. But the gum underneath it and around the root, that broken off root, that's a bit sore. And my whole fucking side of my head is a little bit tender. Oh, baby. Never had fucking toothache before. It is no fun. It's, uh, it's funny that whenever... Fucking hilarious. It's funny that at the same time, every single day, it starts to hurt a little bit more. And it's whenever the clock hits 2.30. You wait to say that, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, God. Last Friday, I had a call scheduled for three o'clock last Friday with one of my ladies, and I said, I can't do it. I, said, I can barely think. Yeah. You were turning up to the calls, and I was so grateful. Yeah. yeah, when you turned your camera off, because your face, Jesus Christ, you don't, you ain't got a poker face when it comes to pain. Fuck me. Smiling. Stoic about pain as well. Pardon? I'm very stoic about pain. Obviously, mm. I feel the pain, but I don't let it get on top of me emotionally. But it was, it wasn't emotionally overwhelming, but it was, it was unbearable. I've yes. been, some, some afternoons. All I've been able to do is sit in my chair and sleep. And funnily, yeah. I mean, it's strange if I can, I can get to sleep with it. But when I'm asleep, I don't feel the pain. But there's no way I could, I could barely crank out a daily email a day. 
I you had a proper man. old man nap as well, didn't you, the other day? Oh, I had a proper... I was great, that was. That was a proper was, old man nap. What day was it? That was... Uh, Oh, it's Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. I was about to do my workout and I thought, you know, I've done my pre-workout food and a bit, bit, bit tired. I have a nap. This was about, I don't know, about one o'clock. <laughs> Next thing I know, stands <laughs> a fucking three, you know, fucking up. <laughs> dribbling down my face and all sorts. Fucking oh, hard on poking out my fucking jogging bottoms. Yeah, yeah. You know what it's like. I yeah, the, the fucking pain. It was almost impossible to focus, which nicely brings us on to the topic of today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I, I, it was not compared to Achilles tendons, which the physio said she's never seen any as badly inflamed as that. Compared to Achilles tendon, you give me a fucking a tendonitis any day of the week. I don't want toothache. You know. And what a stupid design. I mean, people, these Christian types, they say, oh, God has de- designed the human body perfectly. No, he fucking hasn't. No. He's designed it so that when pain starts, you can't turn it off. I don't, I mean, pain tells us there's damage there, right? So mm-hmm. I've, got an infected, I've got an infected nerve in my tooth and it's swelling. It's got nowhere to go, so it's just going to hurt. So you've told me you're hurt, so now you can stop telling me. Yeah. Like a fucking toddler, keep fucking... Ah! Yeah, yeah. I just need a gentle reminder every now and again. I don't yeah, need like a constant... A multi-level marketer. Won't shut up and leave you alone, oh, you know? I had, a, um, I had a big Avon brochure dropped off the, on the door the other day. And uh, I'll actually send you a picture because she, she attached a little sales letter to it, bless her. And uh, it was awful. It was fucking awful. The, there was three ways to respond to this sales letter. Number one was, I already have a brochure. I don't know why that is applicable, but number one is, I already have a brochure. Number two was, I am an Avon seller, and I would like to talk about territory. <laughs> Gang wars are starting with Avon suppliers. And number three was... Um, I'd like to place an order. And it, it wasn't clear what to do once you ticked the box. It wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. She left her phone number at the bottom. So I think she wants you to tick it on the tick sheet and then send her a text saying, I've ticked the box. I've got no fucking idea. But it made me chuckle that she is trying to find out who controls the Avon territory as one of the three options. We used to have a woman come round. Well, it was a woman, and then it was a bloke, and then it was another woman. It happened three or four different people where I used to live in the UK. And it wasn't Avon, but it was a catalogue. It was, are you familiar with, um, oh, not Iceland. They, they sell plastic shit. Literally every company in the world sells yeah, plastic it's, it's shit. One of those things, like, it sounded a little bit like Iceland. It wasn't Iceland, obviously. Um, but they would they sold all this fucking Tupperware and like stuff. And this is oh, this, I think I know the ones you're on about. We've got something very no, similar. Nobody ever wants, but once you yeah. say you've got to have it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she, they deliver these fucking expensive brochures through your door, and then say, "I'll be back in a week to pick up your order." And I used to my heart used to break for these poor people because most people just throw the brochure away and they have to pay for these damn things. Mm-hmm. 
And we were just as guilty as anyone else. So it's not my responsibility to save this brochure for you. You no. put it through my door. It's mine, you know. And yeah. I didn't purposely throw it away to be to be awkward, but it just gets lost. It's, it's not, mess. It's, it's not, mess. It's not a priority. Yeah. It's not a priority for me to save your fucking brochure. Mm. And they never made any money. It's just multi-level marketing. Oh. Poor bastards. And Summers have now, well, I say now, but I only discovered this probably three years ago that Anne Summers are in the MLM field. Really? Yeah. yeah. Because my girlfriend went to an Anne Summers party. Well, they, no, they, they, have, they, they throw these parties, don't they? All of them do. They're like a skincare party and a uh, there's there's um, one where it's and this one's like quite predatory. I can't remember what it's called, like Cooking Mama or something, where they invite all of their girlfriends around for dinner. And they're like, do you like the food? And everyone's like, yes, because everyone's polite. And then they start pitching you on the gear that they've used to make the dinner. Sauce and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a hundred pounds for a saucepan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's like, well, no one's ever gonna want to come around to your house for a house party ever again, because it's not done in good grace. <laughs> I think it was Zig Ziglar. And people of that ilk back in the 70s and probably the 60s, who used to sell very high-end saucepans and kitchenware. And their sales pitch, their, their, their MO would be they'd get a woman who was interested to gather all her friends around. Then the guy, the salesman, would go and cook the meal for them and flog the saucepans. I mean, I can't it, obviously it seemed to work quite well for some people. But I personally can't imagine a more soul-destroying way of making a living than trying to sell fucking shitty saucepan to a bunch of nattering old ladies. Yeah. I mean, okay, no. well, I'm autistic. It's not after like having made them dinner. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing they bought into the reciprocity thing. Yeah. You've made, you've made me dinner. I'm going to feel a right cunt. I mean, this is what other people do. I wouldn't give a shit. Thanks to dinner, I'm off now. I'm going to have a nap in my chair for three hours. <laughs> Do you, do you want to know something else about this Anne Summers party? You went to it and masturbated. No, so so my my partner went to a, the part. My partner, she's Girlfriend. moving in Saturday, by the way. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and it was so my house. Then end of your sex life, mate. No, it's just the beginning, mate. She's going to the Anne Summers parties. <laughs> Is that what she's told you? <laughs> I've been saving myself. Anyway, so she went to this party. Yeah, my mum was also invited to this party. So they're both at this party together. <laughs> that reminds me. That reminds me of when you have a sex, I've ever sex me, right? You have to go back sometime later. And you're not considered to be sterile until you've given two consecutive blank um, specimens. Samples. So... I don't know if it's my first or my second one, but basically you're given this little jar and you wank into this jar and take it down to the hospital. You leave it there and they send you a letter. Right. So at one point, I don't know why, but my car, either my car wasn't there or it was in the repair shop. It was, I didn't have a car. So my mother-in-law was giving me a lift. So Mavis turns up at the house and I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm going to fill the jar, you know. So I go upstairs I'm not making this up. There's me with my mother-in-law downstairs, about to wank into this jar. She comes up the stairs and she says, John, are you going to be long? (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee, right, there is nothing on God's green earth guaranteed to give you a fucking instant hard-off 
faster than your mother-in-law asking you how long you're going to be. Honestly. Hilarious. You're going to be long, John. Honestly, I'm not making that up. She's oh, like, I'm very long, long sweetheart. Fucking, <laughs> fucking long and hard, darling. Can we, I, I did think about it, so I can give me a fucking hand. Yeah, could do with a hand, yeah. Yeah, do your hand. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Anyway, that was 20 years ago, so she's done better looking now. You can tell it's been a while since we've done this podcast because we have just waffled about everything <laughs> yeah. but the topic for 20 minutes. Well, the, the topic is a simple one. We're talking about the, the stoic leadership and attitude model. And the first thing we had was acceptance, where you basically accept the shit that's going on in your life. You know, because if you don't, if you don't accept what's going on, anything you try to do to get yourself out of it, you're based on false premises. And the second thing you do then is you, uh, <clears throat> is acceptance is you show resilience basically you, you, you exhibit the skills needed to deal with the discomfort or the shit and the third thing is then you focus on a plan of action to get you out of the hole you're in you know you accept you're in the hole you realize okay i'm in the hole so now i'm gonna make the best of being in the hole but i also now can work on a plan to get me out of the hole and this is the co- almost complete opposite of the way most business owners in general and freelancers in particular deal with things now, I was accused, of, it probably happens at least once a week. But I was accused the other day of victim blaming because I said, um, you know, freelancers who don't take steps to ensure they get paid, get paid on time and in full before they've done the work, it's their own fault. Oh, you're victim blaming. And it's just not. I mean, here's the, here's the thing, right? I think with a few exceptions, in general, everyone agrees it's wrong to break into people's houses and steal their stuff. Yeah. I think everyone will agree it's wrong to abduct, murder, and or rape and murder children. Yeah. And I think everyone will agree it's wrong to steal people's wallets and take their money. Everyone would agree that. But we still lock our doors when we yeah. leave the house. We still tell our kids not to get into cars with strangers. Mm-hmm. We still don't leave our wallet lying around in the pub on the bar or on the table we go for a piss. So we're quite familiar with the idea of, yes, yeah, bad things happen that they shouldn't, but I'm going to take steps to stop it happening. And anyone who did leave their house open, anyone who didn't educate their children to be careful, and anyone who didn't take care to look after their wallets, we wouldn't say it's your own fault, but we would say, well, that was pretty stupid. It was careless. You played a part. You played a part. Now, it's not victim blame. It's fucking common sense. Mm. You know? So anyway, most business owners, and in particular, that rather than focus on this is the problem, how do we get out of it? It's like, oh, this isn't my fault. Someone should do something. Well, the latest fucking brilliant idea I've seen is, get this, a legally enforceable minimum rate for freelancers. What? I can't, I can't even begin to say how fucking misguided and stupid and unworkable that is. I mean, what, is, what do they mean by the rate? Rate for what? By the hour, by the day, by the word, by the line, by the web page, by the, the fucking logo? Who knows? People don't think, do they? No, they don't want they to don't think. They don't think. They think they're thinking, but they're, they're not. not. An no, idea pops into their head involuntarily, and they think that's them thinking critically. Well, no, go yeah, ahead, I'll do it. Well, what they'll say is they, they see a result they would like, and they'll say, oh, someone should do something to make that happen. Yeah. You keep talking, someone's at the door. That's me. Oh, you know, that's an Avon lady wants her fucking magazine back. So, while Connor's gone, I'll tell you a story about my vasectomy. Vasectomy, right? 
is the best 130 quid I ever spent. I paid for it myself because I did not want any more children. I don't even want the ones I've got. Are you listening, Holly, Rosie and Alfie? Good. So I go and have, go to this fucking place. It's a retired GP. He's got a little sideline in, in, in vasectomies. So I kind of walk in and I fill in the forms and the rest of it. And I, I go into this little room. He's got a nurse there. So I lay back on this fucking thing, drop or I take my trousers and my pants off, pull my fucking shirt up. And he gets this iodine, switches it around my bollocks. And then he injects... The, the Novocaine, I presume it was, comes back about 10 minutes later with his scalpel and says, right, give it a poke, nothing. You're okay, yeah, then we shall begin. So he slices into my scrotum. That was the point. That was the point. And we both learned at the same time, I was quite resistant to the Novocaine, right? If you've never, if you've never experienced your scrotum being split open with a scalpel. And it is to all intents and purposes, underneath the tires, you have not lived. The pain was excruciating. You know, I mentioned toothache earlier. Well, it was worse than the toothache, except for one thing. One, it was quite short-lived pain, because as soon as you stop cutting it, it stopped hurting. And also, my bollocks are not very close to my head. I wish I could get them very much closer than my son can, but I can't, All right? So that was incredible. So it kept, sticking a load more of this fucking anesthetic into me nuts into my scrotum and eventually it worked and he actually said do you want to stop and go home i said no you've, you've already fucking made a hole in the damn thing you might as well carry on anyway i was just telling about my driver's deck to me and how painful it was <laughs> i'm sure they love that parcel wasn't even for fucking me my fucking housemate should have got it ah was he moving out yeah oh fine so it's just you and your girlfriend yeah, you should see the state of the gaff and all. Fuck me. I've spent... No one ever tells you when you're growing up, furniture's expensive. <laughs> well, they do. You just don't listen. I listen. It's like electricity and gas. We all know it's expensive because our parents tell us incessantly. We just don't listen. Uh, I no even thought it was my own fucking wife around turning lights off. I'm like, oh, that's it. And my father. I am my Turn father. Turn the lights off. Yeah. Because why? why have a light burning when you're paying for it? I'm, I'm my dad. No, but what? No, no, no. I get that. Why are they leaving it on? I don't fucking know. See, this is why. Yeah. You can no. ask yourself. You, you and fucking Holly laugh at me. Yeah, I've got life figured out. <laughs> I have smart home accessories. Oh, yeah. I don't want to hear about your fucking listen, smart home accessories. Listen, I've oh. got, I've got a movement sensor. So if there's no movement detected in a room, turns the fucking lights off. Turns the fucking lights off. So I don't have to run around after your fucking stupid family turning off well, that, the lights. Be great, except for one thing. What? Dogs and cats. Well, they need light. <laughs> they don't, actually. I'll tell you, that, that little feral kitten we've... Well, not so little anymore, but that feral cat kitten we've got, he's such a fucking little sod. Since his mum died, he's... he's He's now come out into the yard. It's just, he's a tomcat, so he's yeah. now finding his feet as an adult cat. So he's, you think about this, he's got this farmyard. And yeah, we've got dogs, um, but they, they're not going to hurt him. We've got dogs and a couple of ancient cats living in the house. But he's essentially got this entire fucking farmyard to himself. What a life-i. He's got a fucking barn he lives in with loads of hay and stuff, nice and warm and dry and, and snug. He gets fed twice a day by us. I mean, he's got an entire farm full of rats to kill. What a life. 
What a life. What a fucking life. I I was recent. I was at a friend's house yesterday, very briefly, just uh, picking up something. That sounds very ominous. I'm going to leave it ominous. Um, and he was talking about, I can't say too much. I don't, I doubt anyone's listening to this. Anyway, we was talking about someone that we know that is a bus driver and they are the happiest person in the world. They're obsessed with buses. They fucking love buses. They, they think they have the best job in the world, but they obviously fucking don't but it is the best job in the world to them. And they don't want any more money. They don't want, they don't have any ambition. They're just perfectly content with life. And we were saying, because he, he runs a business as well. He runs a mechanic shop. He rings me all the time saying, well, can you do me a logo? And I say, I've told you a million fucking times. That's not the sort of marketer I am. You need a dickhead who will work for fucking five, five peanuts an hour to do that. Um, we were saying, would you trade your sort of your ambition, your ability to think critically and large and big, which has its downsides, in exchange for being so simple that you wake up so excited to drive a bus every single day and excited to get home to eat your plain shit food and play with your kids? Would you trade the, the complexity we have for that simplicity? I wouldn't, no, of course I wouldn't. But that's because no. I'm not like that. But if that's what you ever... It's a little bit like people say to me, would you like not to be autistic? Well, no, I've never known anything different. To me, looking at you guys from this side, it doesn't have a lot to, to recommend it. You know, yeah, there's the downside I've got of not understanding social situations, et cetera, et cetera. But then the, the other side of it is I don't feel the need to say things I don't mean <laughs> and, and pretend to be nice and get all tied up with these emotions. But there are autists that are like that, though. Of course there are, but I'm not one of them. The point is, we we can only ever see the world from our own point of view. And I know know they talk about empathy and the ability to step into other people's shoes, to which people can do that to a greater or lesser extent. But we can never truly do it. We can never truly put ourselves in someone else's place. We We must necessarily run it through our own experience, the filter of our own experience. So... If you were so, you know, if you were that person, you'd be happy being that person, probably. But looking at it from where we are, you think, fucking hell, I don't want to be like that. Happy to go home and be really fat and flabby and watch yeah. East Ended every night. It, and that's just like, I, th- I think it probably speaks more about me, but the simplicity of his life to be so excited about something that I'd fucking hate is just like, I don't know. Would I trade? Absolutely not. But I think it's an interesting question because they do say ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I mean, similarly, looking at it the other way, I wouldn't want to be, say, Britney Spears, who's yeah. fucked in the head. I mean, she seems, I don't know what she's, what she's like now. At one point, she was very disturbed. I wouldn't want to be like that. Or a lot of these, these celebrities who can't handle their fame. Hey, here's a, here's a very pertinent one. Influencers. I have a oh, influences, and people often say to me, oh, you're just jealous. Well, no, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> don't get me wrong, their money would be nice and they're making fucking 10 million a year or something. I'm not going to deny that. But if that was at the expense of their mental health and their own dignity, no. I mean, these, these people wake up in the morning and their day can be made or broken by how many likes, shares, comments, and views they got on their latest Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being that fucking sad, that vulnerable? It must be miserable. 
the money's mm. worth jack shit. Yeah. So no, I'm not yeah. jealous. On the contrary, I'm fucking glad I'm not like that. Yeah, really and it's, it, it's even worse for influencers because they're what I think they are the only thing I can think of where what we consider to vanity metrics and our clients do because they're proper businesses. The likes, comments, and shares are immeasurable. They're, 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 they're pointless, but for them, it directly affects their income. So if they health. are not, well, that's what I mean. It's their mental yeah. health and their income, and then their income affects their mental health. It's just a, a, an endless loop of suffering where you have to live your life for likes yeah. to live. We don't need likes to, to keep our bills on. They literally need likes to cash at the bank. It's so it's unique. It's awful. I'd hate it. I fucking hate it. On the contrary, though, if they get it nailed and they make fucking 10 grand for a 30 second video post, a fair fucking play to them. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that would be great. If they've got solid financial advice and they did it for five mm. years to build up a fucking wedge and retired, that'd be, yeah, do that. But mm. the thing is, that's not what happens, is it? They, they become oh. enmeshed in the whole thing and they get to the point where they suffer all these mental health problems which stem directly from their their neediness their their addiction to the dopamine mm-hmm. yeah get, that's I mean, it there was a woman going back a couple of three years now I, I can't remember her name offhand she was a vegan and she used to post about her vegan lifestyle attractive young woman just a stereotype big tits you know that kind of thing. <laughs> large following loads of money and then she posted a photograph and someone pointed out she had fish on her plate her world collapsed she had a fucking major mental breakdown about it course, because she cared right. what people thought instead of saying yeah fair cop but i've still got your money okay that was nice <laughs> while it lasted that was nice while it lasted she had a mental fucking breakdown well imagine being so weak and vulnerable and needy you care about what the people on the internet say about you i mean fuck's sake it's not like you've been lost away because your jury thinks you're a paedophile or at least that people think bad things about you yeah um you brought up britney spears did you hear of her conservatorship case yeah that's what i'm kind of referring to that oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah i think she's out of it now though I, I believe she is i'm not entirely sure i just wondered if that was one of the reasons you brought it up because i was gonna say yes, yeah, was, yeah. fucking want to be a yeah exactly she she was making a lot of money but she she had to get permission to do virtually everything. I mean, but they wouldn't let her have kids, would they? I think she had to, wouldn't she? I've got no idea. No, I mean, I've not paid a great deal of attention, but I do know that at one point she was a very sick and unhappy young woman. Yeah. Yeah. Kids. Does she have kids? She does. And there's a lot of controversy because, I mean, a, parent, a father who was a, in charge of all this shit, he was seems to be a nasty piece of work. From what I understand, I could be wrong. I don't want to make any proclamations because I don't, I just don't fucking pay attention to it, you know? So, and you know, look at other people. I mean, you know, the, the, the cliche of Robin Williams is one of the funniest men ever to live. He killed himself yeah. in depression. I don't want to trade mm-hmm. places with those people either. No, no. That's a sad case. He was a special guy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's not alone. And there are... There's various prominent rugby players, footballers, boxers who've, who've kind of come out of the depression closet. Um, and I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't want 
I wouldn't want to trade places. I wouldn't want to trade places with anyone. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd like to be fucking 20 years younger. Of course, I bloody would. I'm, I'm autistic, not stupid. That's um, why you but, started a business with me, mate. You're living vicariously. Living vicariously, yeah. But to, to, to want to be... To have, to, to have my, my own peace of mind and, and well-being and mental health predicated on what other people think about me, I, I can't imagine many things worse. Because you are necessarily... Existence. Yeah, or you're necessarily at the whims of, of, of other people's opinions, and we've seen how capricious they can be. And people love it when you fail. Yeah. And we know Absolutely. This. You know, if Elon Musk was to crash and burn, people would fucking love it. Yeah. Now, imagine, imagine not only have you got to deal with your crashing and burning, whatever it means for you, but then you've also got to deal with this feeling of, oh, my God, what will people think? I hate that. And uh, imagine, imagine that. That must be fucking terrible. As it is, if I fail, I don't give a shit. I deal with it. It's a lesson, isn't it? You dust yourself off and you go on your merry way. What else do you do? You close the curtains and you go back to bed. So focus. You know, you're in you're in the hole. You accept you're in the hole. You you steal yourself for dealing with being in the hole, but then you focus on the actions and activities required to get you out of the hole. Yeah, and that because that's all you can control as well. Your activities, your thoughts, and your actions is all you can control. You don't control the results. There's a um, there's a very simple exercise I've had a few of our clients do um, when they're in a little bit of a hole and uh, they've gone through the acceptance and everything because they're all like us. They're all very stoic and they're like, right, what's next? Help me build a plan, Connor. I get them to list all of the activities that they've ever done that have made them money and I get them to commit to doing those activities every day if it makes sense to every day for 30 days and every single day they track how many new leads they got how many applicants they got to work with them how many sales presentations did they make and how many sales did they make do those activities every single day take a take stock of all the activities that make you money then track those four numbers, leads, applications, presentations, and sales every single day religiously. Every single one of them comes out of it better and war-hardened. Is that the word? Certainly hardened. Battle-hardened. That's the word. I'm they come out battle-hardened because they learn a lot more about the activities that they thought made them money. And they, they, then they end up 80 20 in automating the ones that made them the most money and then it's plain sailing therefore after here's a, here's a, a telling question to, to ask clients if you're in the anyone listening to this if you're in any kind of consulting business or mentoring or even coaching business ask people two simple questions right? and this will be enlightening for, for everyone you'll be amazed at the answers you don't get first I ask people okay so what's your biggest problem what, what's your biggest challenge it could be in life it could relationships it could be healthy it could be business it doesn't really matter what's your biggest problem and they'll tell you and then you ask them this is where the funniest things happen you say to them what are you doing about it and you know what they'll tell you almost invariably well, nothing. Uh, uh, they'll bluster but really yeah. down to they're not doing anything now imagine imagine you know think about this you've asked them what their big burning problem is and they'll tell you and then you ask them, what are you doing about it and they effectively tell you nothing I beggars belief and then the really fucking the real fuck up the corolla if you like is 
we offered to sort them out and they say, I need to think about it. <laughs> what the fuck? What do you need to think about, you fucking potato? Well, that's why we now start with no, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, there's the woman on LinkedIn the day before yesterday. <laughs> I'm not making this up. She and uh, she's uh, I'm not saying what she does because I don't want to identify her, but she she often goes on about don't try to do this yourself. Here's what can happen when you do it. She puts up examples, she works with words, she's not a copywriter, she works with words. Hire an expert. Great message, one I fully support. One I championed myself. Don't try to do it yourself. I needed an expert. I went to see Phil. My tooth hurt. I didn't jump onto LinkedIn and say, I've got any idea to do with toothache. I went to the fucking dentist. It's <laughs> you know? yep. simple. I saw a post from her the other day asking for advice on how to do a LinkedIn banner because she had no budget and didn't want to pay someone to do it for her. I said, but you keep giving the message and I've seen you do it. You constantly champion the message. Of paying an expert. Why aren't you champion? Why aren't you playing an expert now? Don't have the budget. I, I just don't believe it. And I, I didn't go into an argument. I could have said, okay, how many Starbucks did you have this year? What did you spend it? Where are you going on holiday? I, I could have dug into it, but I just didn't care enough. I actually disconnected from it because I thought she's never gonna be a client. I don't want to do I don't want to deal with this shit. I just don't. But yeah, I mean, if you if you were to drill down and mate, if she got budget, if she got budget for a LinkedIn banner, she got budget for us. Exactly. And the thing is, she she did have the budget. No, she didn't have the budget. She was right, but she did have the money. Yeah. What she'd rather do is spend it on. I bet she has a car. I bet she has holidays. And, and I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing in the sense that she should do this or she shouldn't do that. I'm just pointing out the incongruence of what she's saying. She's lying to herself. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if you were just say you really wanted to get your business free tips, please, and you really thought a banner was going to help you, you know you you've made the case to yourself, and you say you need three hundred quid, couldn't you not thirty quid off your shopping for the next ten months? Yeah, save up go, for it? couldn't you do that? Banner man Dan, isn't it? Yeah, for the sake of argument. Yeah. Could you not save 30 quid a month for 10 months? Couldn't someone do that? One lady works for me, well, occasionally. She couldn't afford me at all. So you know what she did? She says, oh, you know what I did? I saved up for it. The moment I could afford it, I paid you your money. We, we've, we spoke for an hour and a half, two hours or something, whatever it was. And I've been fully booked since then. It's crazy. Keep, people keep wanting me to work with them. Really? She's brilliant. Yeah, She saved up for it got to respect that and because of that because of that i occasionally help her out now and again i'll answer a question she doesn't she doesn't ask me i will see something she's posted and i'll message and say look here's what you want to do next and because she's paid me before she will listen to me it's not like mm-hmm. a mansplaining i'm not mansplaining no. to her. and you're not an idiot you're nurturing absolutely yeah it's not it's not not altruism it's one because she, oh, she's paid me in the past so she's in that box of people of, who paid me no special, special, in, special. What's the girl? People in my special protection. She's a client, mm. and also, yeah, it's like one of our girls in elite. I first noticed her three years ago through a few bones, so to speak, and she's paying us a shitload of money every month. I, I bet you throw a few bones, you dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be joining Tinder soon if your girlfriend's moving. You might tell you. 
Why is that? I told you, it's end of your sex life. It'll be on the 1st of why, oh, oh, I'm naive. From the, from the, from the, was it the mouths of babies? Mate, I'm 25. For the next few weeks, you'll be shagging on every fucking horizontal surface, probably some vertical ones, in every room of your house. But it won't last. It never does. Why? Because that's human nature. Before you know it, she'll be fucking pregnant and you'll be going to Ikea. I'm 25 years of age. Yeah, you I ain't have my kid for five more years. Here we are. We are Friday, the 11th of February, 2022, 11.48 in the morning. You wait. You will be fucking daddy soon. Before you know it, I'm you'll, already be daddy. Daddy. You'll, be, you'll be mowing the metaphorical lawn and washing the metaphorical car on a Sunday morning, begging for sex, going to Ikea. Your fucking highlight of your fucking month will be a trip to Ikea to get stuff for the nursery. It already is the highlight of my month going to Ikea, but that's because I'm incredibly sad. <laughs> the, second thing, the second thing is, I'm incredibly good looking. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> my glasses. <laughs> you can't see them, they're see through. No one can tell, no one would be suspicious. Um, my cock is massive. I'm an unbelievable so lover. So, why she always wants up in me nudes? She's moving in with Daddy. Yeah, that's already my name. Yeah. Dude, dude. Oh, the, oh, honestly, the, the naivety. No, the naivety. it's the, it, it's the what, projection of old men. I'm sick and tired of it. <laughs> you wait, mate. This is going to be a running theme. Every fucking time we record this fucking podcast, I'm ask you about your sex life. Okay. And I know if you're lying... I, I, I might need to clean up my, my, my social media because she is... A, a very well respected teacher in the local area and I don't think <laughs> the opportunity of her kids coming along her sex life is a great idea anyway oh, no, I'm basically you. Hugh Hefner look at these my initials are on my slippers that <laughs> screams you have to wear slippers <laughs> that screams shagadelic fucking CB cock block <laughs> that's what that stands on your slippers, mate. Cock block. Uh, no. Oh, I'm pissed off, right? Cock Tell, you I'm pissed off. Tell you what, I'm pissed off. My daughter, Holly, she's got a hot next door neighbour who's got the hots for me, right? Yeah. And Holly is constantly cock blocking me. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's just not on. What we kind of girl We paid her a bonus. I know, and she cock blocks me. What kind that... of fucking. Faithful daughter cock blocks her own father, eh? We should have withheld the bonus. Definitely. We should have used it as ransom. <laughs> yeah, let your dad shag your neighbour and you're not getting it, right? <laughs> you're a pimp now, bitch. <laughs> Get in fucking 101. <laughs> anyway, are we bad done? I've got to go we shopping. Yeah, yeah I've, got to, I've got to have a um, my last wank. Because I'll never need to wank again now she's moving in. <laughs> yeah, you You're going to need to wank more than ever, but you won't be able to. Oh, God. No, it's fine. And honestly, Matt, I'll send you a video of our landing. You wait. Very soon, we're going to have that joint Connor and whatever her name is. Fuck, I know what I know. I'm going to say it. Right. Yeah. Joint Connor and girlfriend fucking Facebook accounts. She's going to have this little purse. Little purse, right? And in this little purse, to have these little tiny pair of Connor bollocks. See, I'm tired of this. Connor bollocks. I've, I've been learning, yeah, positioning, 
for years since I was 16 years old. I basically, this I basically, is our that you want, mate. <laughs> we do yoga together, yeah. Oh, Very yeah. Flexible, yeah. I basically could have written the 48 Laws of Power, yeah. Oh, fuck off. You, you can that barely run your own name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm barely, yeah. I'm, I'm nowhere near my final form. I am about to become an animal. My dreamer. final form, <laughs> yeah. This frustrated old man wearing slippers walking around Ikea on a Sunday. <laughs> Oh, with That's my name the on final them. fucking form, mate. <laughs> Enormous pair of fucking swollen bollocks and a pregnant girlfriend. That's your final form. Oh, God. The worst bit is... No is Rogan got, at your fucking heart out, eh? We've got... We've got matching dressing gowns coming with our initials on, so we really are old. You are fucking kidding me. No, I ordered them. I paid for them. I wanted them. Connor, you are... Mate, you, are you, you are not seriously telling me you're having matching dressing gowns yeah what's the, what's the problem <laughs> oh fucking god <laughs> what's remember the what problem? i just said about the purse but i i wanted them oh my word fucking beta male come on a beta how's that beta male i wanted these luxurious dressing gowns yeah matching. and there's a his yeah it was a his and hers set yeah like more like hers and hers but this is why I'm going to get laid and you fucking struggle and all you other old men because you're too oh, afraid to struggle. buy your picture. Well, I have the last couple of weeks, to be fair. But yeah, we're your too. <laughs> Toothache. Yeah. All right, fella. This is why I ain't going to stop because I buy dressing gowns with initials on. <laughs> if you really think the way to a woman's knickers is through a fucking dressing gown, you are much mistaken. <laughs> oh, God. I best go with right, the fella. game. So, anyone wants any help with stuff in the dressing yeah. gown, sexual advice, yeah. relationship tips, go to Holly at Grow Your Business Fast Buck Code. You're going to your cock block. <laughs> uh, peace out, guys. Bye, brothers. <laughs>